0: We do. Every single Saturday on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. I'm says News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Come on. That's you, Merced. What not? What not? river valley and all of the little communities here in the county of mercy welcome to the 9 a.m the bonus half hour of citizen watch that's right my name is casey steve today is october 2nd 2021 a lot of twos there isn't it here we are the first october the first saturday of the month twice i've done that first saturday of the month fall has fallen you can really feel it in the weather. It's really going to cool down later this week. As I mentioned in the first hour, the 8 o'clock hour. Get those chores done. The time is short. Daylight is going away, as well as the irrigation season. Still a little water up there in the lake. What? We need rain next. This coming winter, we need to fill the reservoirs up. Because we are not going to have a good season next year if we don't get some rain. All indications is it looks good. I don't know when that first rain's going to come, but can't come soon enough. We were talking in the 8 o'clock hour about a lot of things. We finished up with the city council meeting, talking about the city council meeting. It's going to be held Monday night, October 4th, over at the council chambers over there on 18th Street and Canal, which, by the way, the Canal Street project coming along swimmingly looks really good. They've got some of the pavement in. They haven't hit any of the palm trees so far, which is a good thing. Can't replace those... Uh, those bad boys. Those are those are like our General Sherman's. All the way to the courthouse. Just a beautiful calle, a beautiful El Camino Real from the train station to the Merced County Courthouse Museum. And also wanted to make a clarification the striping is done on G Street. My dyslexia, color, blindness. Evidently didn't see the Smurf colored lines over there, the traffic. Uh, striping, the markings, the bikes, the bike pad. But anyway, nice to see that G Street finally, after, uh, when did that start in 2019? Was that pre-COVID? Anyway, no, good to see that's done. City engineering, uh, getting things done. Now the homeless encampment on 13th and G, there's some structural issues over there. You know, can you believe that the city wanted to do a rental registry when they allow that to go on? See how quick shelter can go up when people really need it? I don't know if it's been inspected. I don't know if there's carbon monoxide detectors, running water, sewage, that sort of thing. I, I, I know there is sewage, running, but you know, uh, ways to get rid of it. Uh, I don't know if the fire department's been over there to uh, do a little inspection, maybe write some notices. Some of the structural work there I really think needs a permit, but again, again, a blind eye, a blind eye is being turned to that. Let's get back. We were talking about the contract. the city council contract, the consent calendar, a little amendment, just, you know, it's the first, the first amendment to the Restore Merced, uh, pick up the litter at the hotspot areas. And one of the hotspots, as you can imagine, is the Caltrans right-of-ways. And so what they did when they went into this agreement, they hadn't really vetted what the hourly rate should be. Believe it or not, we hired Restore Merced and we didn't know how much we were going to have to pay him. So we went on the high end. We assumed everything was going to be prevailing wage. And I explained in the 8 o'clock hour, prevailing wage is uh, it's not prevailing anywhere that I know of on this planet. It's a very, very high wage. I don't know where it prevails other than government contracts and union halls. But again, there's a reason for it. You don't see a lot of these wages in the private sector. The unions have been pretty much regulated, relegated, excuse me, to the public sector because that's the only place you're going to get this kind of juice to pick up trash I don't know what the previous rate was. I want to say it was around $40 the new rate the non Prevailing wage rate is a thirty one dollars and nineteen cents an hour Now they've anticipated uh, a number of hours In various areas. So for thirty one dollars and nineteen cents an hour in the weekly downtown core This is weekly in downtown 1250 hours. Now I know there's 2000 hours in a work year. Cuz my MCOE math tells me 50 times 40, 50 weeks, usually get 2 weeks off. I imagine these folks get 2 weeks off too. 40 hours a week, that's 2000 hours. So 1250 hours, that's uh, you know what, one guy half time. 4 or 5 hours a day, $38,000 monthly park perimeter work crew again 31.19 an hour. 480 hours into that uh, $14,000 hotspot pickup this is where it kind of interesting to me a higher wage rate is required for encampment cleanups and Caltrans right-of-ways per the DIR this is the Department of Industrial Relations and if you've ever seen their determination their wage rate determination you talk about a phone book I mean this thing is two or three inches thick back in the day I don't know maybe it's on a disc now but when it's printed out, it's impressive. And it has about 50 columns. It looks like your Excel spreadsheet on steroids. And they've got everything in there. You know, there's training, pension, you know, the the Widows and Orphans Fund. I mean, it goes on and on. So when Restormer said that, and you know the whole premise here, right? This is to get these folks that are uh, living in the camps, teaching them those life skills, you know, how to show up. How to be on time, how to hold down a job, how to pick up the trash, brush your teeth, all those. I'm serious. All those things. I think there's a, a little uh, spiritual component in that. I'm not sure about this particular contract because, you you know, you're supposed to keep those things separate. Supposed to. But work crew encampments get the $55.96 an hour. Couldn't we have just rounded that up to 56 bucks an hour? Now again, I'm gonna impress you with my MCOA math. When you divide an hour has 60 minutes into 56 bucks, that's a dollar a minute. They've got 675 hours allotted for that. Other hotspots, again, 3119 an hour seems to be the non prevailing wage rate, which is still a pretty damn good rate. But again, you got overhead, rah-rah, rah, you got trucks, uh, you know, the claw things, they're not free. The lime green shirts with the Restore Merced logo, those aren't free. The beautiful headquarters over here on 18th Street, that's not cheap. Or is it 19th? Down the street from Golden Valley Engineering, just a beautiful, beautiful facility over here on 19th Street. Multicolored paint, brand new roof. Is that a slate roof? I don't know. Anyway, $186,100 per year, two-year contract. Hundred eighty five thousand, boy, my, my eyesight. Hundred eighty five thousand one hundred. So one hundred eighty five and one hundred eighty five is almost three hundred seventy thousand dollars to pick up trash at the hotspots. And like I say, the hotspot at Thirteenth and G. How did that work out? Like I say, what are we going to do for the next four years? Is this is this uh, is it going to be Groundhog Day every year? You know, the same sameo. So we were talking about that. So they're going to uh, again i got to go back to the staff report. I just love this. I love this. uh, What do you call this? Is is this a thought process? The original agreement, I'm reading from the staff report, the original agreement stipulated that the vendor was to pay prevailing wage for the scope of work under the assumption the work was considered a public work as defined in the California Labor Code. However, an exception of janitorial or custodial services of a routine, recurring or usual nature is excluded from prevailing wage requirements so all the folks that are cleaning up city hall and other all the other public buildings are going damn you know why aren't we getting prevailing wage hey go over to restore merced you'll make a little more money evidently the dir determination i'm reading from the staff report the dir determination prompted staff to amend the scope of services to include the two rate categories Restore Merced has updated their fact sheet, their fee sheet, to reflect both rates. And I told you, one's $31.19 an hour and the other's $55.96 an hour. However, staff are recommending the contract total dollar amount remains the same at $185,100 per year to allow for the flexibility needed to perform the scope of services. Staff is seeking approval for the first amendment to the agreement, for professional services, no appropriation of funds is needed. No kidding. How about a little rebate? You could modify that contract. You could figure it out. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. So uh, anyway, just to let you know where your money's going, and anybody can bid on this. Restormer said was brought in under the previous uh, administration. I asked somebody from the previous administration what you would consider a success. Out of Restore Merced, in other words, you know, people getting uh, into permanent housing, getting jobs, that sort of thing. Or is this just an excuse to funnel money to a private nonprofit to pick up trash? And I was told, well, the more money we throw at it, the more successful it is. So I guess this is uh, going along with that process. Then we go into the consent item, uh, weed control. I didn't know we did weed control here in this city. I know we send out the nasty grams from the fire department periodically. You know, cut your lot. Make sure they're, but no more than three or four inches high. But this is an annual weed abatement service, various location, through 2023. $87,000 a year. I hope there's some cost recovery on this. Unless it's the city lots that we're going after, which, you know, the city has to take care of their own stuff. And again, we don't have crews evidently in-house to do that. Now, Vern is still doing weed abatement just so you're not confused out in the county. Different kind of weed, and uh, they don't uh, they don't allow that. I don't know. I read something about billy goats, or goats. I don't know if they're billy goats, but goats are environmentally friendly. I don't know if this particular weed control company, who's the company here? Allied Weed Control. What a great name. Allied Weed Control Incorporated. I don't know if they have goats, but uh, $87,000 a year for a three-year contract. Then, a kind of interesting item to me, again, consent item, purchasing of fleet vehicles. Five vehicles. Now, you would think, hey, five vehicles, how much can that cost? Well, it depends on what they are. One rear loader refuge truck, $232,000. 2 side loader refuge trucks, $294,470.70. Again, I love government contracts. One front loader refuge truck. That's, you know, the kind with the spikes, you know, they pick up the dumpster which you see downtown, $268,636, as well as one street sweeper. You know, we have one street sweeper. That thing drives around all day long, just dust behind it. looks like, what's that Peanuts character, Pigpen, the guy that always had a cloud of dust behind him? That, do they put water? Is there water in those street sweepers? Do they fill up once in a while? Keep the dust on. Anyway, a street sweeper, $311,000. Now, I added these up, and it took a long time. Two thirty-two, two ninety-four twice, two hundred sixty-eight thousand three hundred eleven, a million three ninety-nine. That's almost a million four. And I wondered, do they get the first tank of gas free? Does that come with a little pine air freshener hanging from the mirror? Not to mention the personnel driving it, the maintenance. Rah rah rah! Incredible, isn't it? So you see some of this big equipment rolling around the mean streets of Merced. And a quarter million dollars. A quarter of a million dollars. It's not. Uh, it's not easy. Be in the city of Merced. Let's see local transportation claim form in the amount of ninety-two thousand six hundred thirty-three dollars. Again, from the consent calendar at next week's Merced City Council meeting. This is the Highway Fifty Nine and Sixteenth Street right turn channelization project. This is over there uh, on Sixteenth Street and Highway Fifty Nine. So again, it's just amazing what a right turn lane cost almost a hundred thousand dollars. Another consent item, approval of a release of a deferred improvement agreement. This is going to allow the Merced City School District, not the high school, the city school district. Again, we have a high school in this area already, a new, or should we call it a fight school? Teasing. The Ring of Honor. And now, weighing in, 225, a senior from the science class. Had a little fight over there at El Capitan. But the Merced City School District is seeking... The release of several agreements to allow them to secure a site in the Bellevue Ranch area for a proposed school. That's right, guys. You're getting a new school out there someday in the Bellevue Ranch area. Because, again, we're growing. The city is growing, and it's going to the north. I hate to tell you, it's going in the north. Item I-13 on the consent calendar. Approval of city-owned real property by the Merced Boys and Girls Club for use of Bob Hart Square to host a fundraiser dinner and auction October 9th from 3 to 10. Three, I didn't realize it started so early. Well, hope the bar opens at least by 3.30. And 10 o'clock at night over in Bob Hart Square, an absolutely wonderful venue. And I believe 510 Bistro is going to be catering that event, and that's right in their front yard. Because as you know, they are in Bob Hart Square. And again, Boys and Girls Club, absolutely wonderful organization supported by the Who's Who of Merced... Their event next Saturday. I hope it gets approved Monday night, or they got problems. I'm sure that'll be, uh, again, that's why it's on the consent item. Consent calendar. And we move on. Public hearing. uh, This is interesting to me. And this just goes to show you how markets react, free enterprise, the uh, capitalist system that we live in, which isn't bad. Everybody wants to come to America. Remember that. This is a public hearing to consider the introduction of an ordinance approving the site utilization plan. This is SUP revision four for the plan development, the PD, over there at Yosemite and G. Now, as you have seen, the construction is monumental. We have uh, plywood standing up out of the ground. I count the sheets. I mean, you know, what a hundred dollars a sheet? There's a lot of wood over there, and those are eventually going to be turned into uh, what a 7-Eleven or a Arco something. Going to be hotels, all kinds of things. Well, now they want to modify part of it, part of it, uh, to allow inclusion of a car wash, additional retail buildings, and realignment of the uses on site. Now, realignment means change. In other words, you were going to go left. Now we're going to realign to go right. And uh, they say realignment because it makes it sound ah, eh, just a couple of you know minor you know a couple of minor things. We're going to change the door, you know, from. A left-hand swing to a right-hand swing. Now it's a little more than that. They want an increase of 52 multifamily units from 44. Now that's uh, that's double, isn't it? MCO math, 44, 44, 52 for to 96 proposed. Now I haven't seen the plan, and I do worry about density. But I think on this site, the original time, the original plan I saw, I thought they could have used more units. Uh, they only had 44. Again, the idea. I think it was to kind of have a mix of everything. Little retail, little this, little that, little commercial, little, you know, little, uh, you know, little dippity-doo, whatever you want to have there. There's something for everybody. Kind of like the ARPA funds. That's what the mayor said, right? Everybody's going to get a little something. And they had Mercy Medical Center over there. They thought, yeah, I think there was a hotel, a motel. People, uh, you know, watching family, staying with family long-term, medical professionals maybe renting these apartments. And as we know, we have... A shortage of housing here in Reset. It's been talked about ad nauseum at the city council meetings. In the press, we've talked about it. So it's good to see, and it's relevant and uh, perfectly understandable why this developer would not want to capitalize on that and double. Double mint gum. Double your pleasure, double your fun. Plus plus eight uh, to 52 units uh, from 44, or excuse me, 96 units from 44 an additional 52 units. My question would be, can we ask for affordable housing as part of some of these units? Market rate, is it all going to be market rate, or are we going to have an affordable component? We've heard the clamor from some of the folks about affordable housing north of Yosemite Avenue. Well, this is north of Yosemite Avenue, and this is an amendment, a revision to the plan. And again, I don't know if that's something that can be done. If these plan developments, if it's cast in stone. But when you're uh, increasing uh, the number of units to 52, could a portion of those 52, not talking about the original 44, and maybe some of those are quote-unquote affordable. And there's different levels of affordable, folks. If, if you have no money, nothing's affordable. So there's very low income, low income, very, very low. I mean, there's all different kinds of quote-unquote affordability, percentages of median income, uh, all different ways to calculate these things but maybe this would be the time to have that discussion especially as these projects are going to be more and more coming up in the future and again this is something that i think needs to happen it needs to be talked about we have had laws on the books uh, enacted uh, very recently to try to get infill development well what about the development we're doing at the time it's going to be a public hearing next uh, that was a public hearing also uh, that for additional 52 units over there at the, uh, I don't know what they're calling that, or Yosemite Crossing, excuse me, Yosemite Crossings. Then there's going to be a public hearing uh, to talk about amending the commercial recycling rates and charges, i.e. your trash rates probably are going to go up. Commercial green and organic waste rates and charges will be talked about. This is something that's new, the organic waste stream, food waste, all of this stuff that would you know you'd throw in the garbage, or in the old days you'd give to the pigs, on the family farm that uh, now has to be diverted believe it or not you think that's going to be fun to pull out of a garbage can that comes into the dump so that's going to be talked about obviously you're going to need money buildings conveyors people rah 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 then a report item informational report to the city council on sb 244 this is requirements and out of boundary services available for residents within the unincorporated community near the city of merced This gets a lot of talk about, uh, a lot of talk uh, from some of the community organizers when they come up, come uh, when new housing projects, new developments come up before the council, come up before the boards and commissions. They want to know if the 244, SB 244 requirements have been met. And in a lot of cases, they don't like the answer. A business item is going to be a review and discussion of adopted ordinance appointing planning commission members by districts. Some districts are having problems finding planning commission members. Uh, Some people apply, they don't make it through the term, or they withdraw after a period of time, or they just don't get members. And this is one of the problems with districts when everything was uh, at large or one big city, uh, you had quite a pool to choose from. And the way the ordinance is written, that if they can't find somebody from a specific district uh, within a uh, period of time... I believe it's 90 days after the opening becomes vacant. An at-large member or somebody from one of the other districts who has applied or at-large membership. I think there's an at-large member because the mayor has a choice, which would be from the whole city. Uh, They can pick from the pool of candidates. And there is quite a pool of candidates already for the planning commissioner. The thing that makes it nice to have a quorum or a full board is if you get any split votes, it's seven members. And we saw in the city council when Kevin Blake was absent a couple of meetings ago, a 3-3 vote on this inclusionary zoning, some real uh, division there on the council they couldn't get past. And it's nice to have that odd number to kind of clarify some of those situations. So that'll be discussed Monday night at the council meeting. There's also going to be staff direction opposing PG&E June rate increase, general rate increase. Uh, they said, provide staff direction on whether or not to present the city council with a resolution calling upon the CPUC, California Public Utility Commission, PG&E, to cease from authorizing further electricity rate increases until equitable rate forms and spending control measures are implemented to offset rate increases. Boy, I hope they would sign something like that. It's not only the city that's affected by high, higher uh, utility rates, energy costs energy reliability has uh, come down in california it's really amazing how society is kind of judged by plentiful cheap abundant power reliable power and here in california I mean, we're almost you know shutting the power off at certain times uh, of the year these these uh, outages now i read where they're going to try to outlaw gas power generators by 2023 so you're really going to be up a creek Uh, Then the last item, business item, provide staff direction on funding sources for services to support the proposed BIPOC LGBTQIA plus resource center. But it's almost a password. If you had a, a, uh, what is it, an exclamation mark, some sort of hyphen. Anyway, the resource center at the Multicultural Arts provide direction on a resolution in support of the center and then uh, provide staff direction on a funding source. So, again... Where could they get funding to support that? Again, a lot of competing interests out there for your tax dollars, as you know. It's always a, uh, you know, with the youth, youth sports, youth things. Now, there was also, I think, uh, an item they were going to confirm, the cannabis ordinance. I think that was all. But anyway, quite quite a big city council agenda for Monday night. October 4th at the city council meeting hey we're out of time for the bonus half hour nine o'clock time to go time to go we'll see each other next week might have Vern Warnkey and Sheriff Warnkey. I think he's back from vacation we talked about getting him in catching up again appreciate Lloyd Pereira coming in last week we replayed him at the six o'clock hour of course if you miss anything go to 1480kyos.com podcast banner they're all there all the shows 200 and some shows it's amazing couldn't do it without you going to do it without my listeners. I really appreciate each and every one of you. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's news talk station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM KYOS. We'll see you later.